0: Hey guys, Freddie Wills here, back for another podcast this week, breaking down last week's college football games, and a brief review for this upcoming week's college football games. from, from a perspective, because that's what happened last week, recapping my week, not not a great week at all, uh, 8 and 9, uh, between football, college football and NFL, minus 12%, However, you know we had that big week last week, plus 32%, so last two weeks, plus 20%. I'll still take it. Uh, we're going to have weeks like this. All my picks released at kickoff, so full transparency. I do report when I lose. Uh, it was a losing week, but um, really the biggest difference was we lost our max play of the days, our 5% plays, and we won our free picks, our 1%er plays, so unfortunately... Not where we want to be, but hey, I'm back to the grind and looking forward to this upcoming week. Wanted to break down some of the games from last week. Starting with uh, App State on Thursday night. Uh, that was a frustrating game, to be honest, because uh, we gave it out to clients. And, uh, you know, you, you you look at the game and, I mean, App State probably should have covered. Uh, you know, they they win this game by one point. The spread was seven this was very misleading due to two App State turnovers. They also gave up a 97-yard kickoff return. Uh, Marshall actually was outgained in this game by App State by 169 yards. And App State had a 39-20 to first down edge. Uh, so looking at all that, App State should have covered this game. To make things worse, um, <laughs> we had um, the player going in, and I'll show you the video uh, right here, I mean, it's just—it's <laughs> the it's right gonna, play they by the running back down. there to go down, is go down. And now they can knee it out because it goes into <laughs> the touchdown. They go up Marshall, 38 Marshall for nothing, milk and then you know kick the ball off. And Marshall, you know, can come back and tie the game, the game can go all overtime. So it's the right move. I give the kid credit. Uh, however, I was a little upset. Because uh, you know it cost me three percent play, but um, that's football. That's hey, you don't see college kids making that play every day. It's usually a selfish move. So obviously, moving on here, um, App State, I, I still think is a little underrated. Based on that, I I know they're a ten point favorite on the road, and they're getting plenty of money here at Georgia State. Georgia State, of course, nearly. Nearly upset Auburn on the road, so I think that uh, that's a game I'll be staying away from, actually. Moving on, Fresno State, a week after beating UCLA, got upset, or nearly upset by UNLV as 30-point favorites. Uh, UNLV here comes, you know, I, I think Fresno had a bit of a hangover. Uh, you know, obviously going up against a lower opponent, everyone telling them how good they are, They're 30-point favorites. And they were definitely looking past UNLV. You know, I expect there to be uh, some value with them this week. Fresno uh, playing Hawaii. However, um, you got to look at the travel spot. There's a lot of unknowns with, you know, you, can you trust Fresno now going on the road to play Hawaii after that game? I don't know. They're 10.5 point favorites. It, it's a game that I, I might look at. I really want to dig in uh, to how... Uh, you know, they do traveling in those spots. So, Wake Forest, uh, they, they go out to a 20-3 to 3 lead as a three-and-a-half-point road dog on Friday night. I actually leaned Virginia in this game and decided not to make it a play. I just think Wake Forest is just too well coached. Uh, they're really flying under the radar now. Maybe they're not. Virginia had some key turnovers, and Wake just did, you know, what Wake does. They play mistake-free fundamental football, uh, this was a blowout, in my opinion. Despite Virginia actually outgaining Wake five hundred six to four seventy three. Like I said, Wake Forest got out to that twenty to three lead, and um, you know it showed late uh, that Virginia was putting up some garbage yards, and they still lost thirty seven to seventeen here. So what's what's next for Wake Forest? They're a home favorite here against Louisville, uh, which we'll we'll get on later in this podcast. We'll we'll talk about, but. Uh, I definitely think there's maybe some value fading Wake Forest now that they've creeped into the top 25. And for Virginia, that's back-to-back uh, terrible performances by them. And now they're Friday night going on the road to face Miami as a six-point dog. I, I don't know anybody that can back Miami right now, so I could only lean to, to Virginia for that game. Arizona uh, covered against Oregon. Uh, they lost uh, 41 to 19, but th- this game was much closer. Arizona actually outgained Oregon. Oregon, Oregon. I know people make fun of me for how I say that, but whatever. Uh, they actually had plus 14 first downs in the game. They had 38 minutes' time of possession this game, but the big kicker was minus five turnover margin in the game. You know, I'm shocked they didn't lose this by more. Dis- like, I mean, they were minus five turnover margin. How did they not lose this game by more? Uh, perhaps Oregon was peeking ahead to the Stanford game. I don't really understand it. I bet Arizona earlier in this season against San Diego State, and they looked like absolute trash. So I'm not going to go, uh, you know, I'm not going to look, be looking to back them anytime here soon. Oklahoma continues to struggle. I'm really kicking myself. As I said on last week's podcast, Oklahoma doesn't have an explosive offense. I don't know why or how they're 17 point favorites against a really good defense in West Virginia last week. I'm really kicking myself for not betting that but what can you do you can't go backwards you can only look forward and you know obviously this week they go back they go on the road i think it's their first road game if i'm not mistaken to play a tough kansas state team uh that you know obviously they've beaten oklahoma before and it's it's you know this the spread is a lot lower than it used to be a 10 10 and a half but kansas state's home for this game oklahoma may be peeking ahead to uh their Red River rivalry game with Texas next week. You know, um, I don't know. I'm leaning – I can only bet Kansas State here. You have to wonder if Oklahoma is going to try to get their confidence back here or if they're going to struggle offensively again. The defense is playing pretty well. But uh, offensively, they're just – all the hype um, of this Rattler kid, and he's he's really not performing. I I don't really know. I know he's not really the runner that the previous – quarterbacks were but I mean let's be honest Baker Mayfield wasn't really this like really big runner (laughs) so um I just think that maybe they don't have the offensive weapons they've had in the past and the running game doesn't look um that great either so uh just definitely keep an eye on because I know a lot of people really liked Oklahoma to go to the college football playoff I think they they don't win the big 12 championship this year uh really seems like uh some other teams are in the mix West Virginia, on the other hand, uh, they host Texas Tech after back-to-back weeks where they, you know, I think they probably brought their A effort. They had the home game against Virginia Tech, a big rivalry game, uh, kind of restored there. They get the win. They held on to the win, I I should say. I find it hard to believe that, you know, obviously they go on the road to Oklahoma and play. I I really find it hard to believe this team can bring an A effort three weeks in a row i mean they just they, they they're hosting texas tech here this week uh, they just saw texas tech lose to texas 70 35 uh so i i don't know how much respect they're going to be giving that texas tech team i sure give texas tech a little bit more respect than some we d- did bet them earlier this year on the money line and win so uh, i can only lean towards texas tech plus seven here okay so notre dame here uh Man, I gave out a faded Notre Dame for the second week in a row. 0 2 now fading Notre Dame. It's just for some reason I can't figure this team out. I, I felt like I was on the right side. I just can't, you know, um, really figure it out. Graham Mertz for Wisconsin. He's not a good quarterback. I don't know how this guy was a five star guy, and maybe he proves me wrong at some point. But he has really been holding this team back. Notre Dame won this game 41 to 13. But they were outgained by 60 yards in this game. Wisconsin was minus four turnover margin this game. They ended the game with two pick sixes. They gave up a 96-yard kickoff return after they were up 13 to 10. And I thought Wisconsin was gonna hey shut down Notre Dame. Notre Dame was on their third-string quarterback in this game, and it looks like he's gonna start this week against Cincinnati. Uh, You know, Cincinnati. Notre Dame was a three and a half point dog before this game. uh, At I'm. I'm sorry, Cincinnati was a three-and-a-half-point dog at Notre Dame this week before last week's game. Now they're a short favorite, so uh, that that goes to show you that uh, it sounds to me like Jack Cohn's going to be out this week against Cincinnati. So Cincinnati kind of catches a break there. But uh, I, I don't think I could fade Notre Dame again, <laughs> that's for sure, even if they're playing with their third-string quarterback. Uh, here's a really big bet regret that I didn't make. I, honestly, I was waiting for information on the offensive line. and I, you know, I'm not a handicapper out there that's going to claim I have inside information. It is really difficult sometimes to find out injuries and who's playing and who's not. Arkansas had two offensive linemen out. I wasn't worried about the tackles. I was really worried about the center, and the center actually played. If I had known that before game time, I would have played Arkansas plus four, plus four and a half, Uh, And they flat out dominated this game. I'm I'm really kicking myself for not backing Arkansas, uh, which was a very public dog side, which was another reason I was worried about it. Uh, We had like 65% of the tickets on Arkansas here, which you don't see with a dog on a neutral site game. Arkansas was plus 171 yards in this game. Um, The game came at a cost though. Unfortunately, their two best offensive players or two of their three best offensive players were hurt in this game, Traylon Burks. And KJ Jefferson. And although they're listed as probable for the Georgia game, they're certainly not going to be 100%. So, going on the road, their first road game, true road game, it was about an even split at Jerry World last week against Texas A&M. They're an 18 and a half point dog. You know, they're not going to be 100% healthy, uh, but they're going to hear a lot of doubters. And I mean, I, mean, I still have to look at this game. And I want some updates on the injuries for Arkansas for this game. Uh, I could only bet Arkansas at this point. I, I I know Georgia's looked great, but like who have they played? I mean, even that game against Clemson looks terrible now. Uh, you know, so I don't know. For A and M, they just lost a game, and now they have Mississippi State and they have Alabama on deck. I lean towards Mississippi State, who has a dominating defense so far, and Texas A and M's offense hasn't shown me, you know that they can move the ball with any kind of consistency. So uh, I could only lean Mississippi State with Alabama on deck and and maybe a bit of a dream crusher there after A&M loses a game. They played like crap against Colorado. Um, Are you really thinking Texas A&M is going to be a college football playoff team? I don't see it. So uh, leaning Mississippi State here this week. Clemson got upset by NC State. And again, I predicted it on the podcast. I said that they were going to be on upset alert. Of course, I didn't bet it myself as, you know, I I, I was too chicken uh, to go against the mighty Clemson Tigers. In reality, they were dominated in the game. They were outgained by um, 172 yards. They actually, NC State had plus 21 first downs in the game. They had 42 minutes time of possession to 18 minutes. Clemson's struggles continue. They're just 2-for-11 on third down. They also lose some players here, uh, Brian Brezier and uh, Malin Spector on defense. Uh, this game, and, and then they lose arguably their best uh, offensive player, in Will Shipley, who's out indefinitely. So uh, despite all of this, Clemson, still 15.5-point home favorite against Boston College. I don't get it. I lean towards Boston College. I get Boston College, who I'm going to talk about in a minute here, is playing with a backup quarterback. But And this is a team I faded last week against Missouri. And we lost that game in overtime. The game really could have gone anyway. Uh, either way, it was back and forth all day long. I was really impressed with Boston College's quarterback replacement and, and Dennis Grisell. I expected with you know the injuries and Clemson's dream-crushing loss that uh, – Boston College is going to be able to give a fight against Clemson this week. I lean towards Boston College, uh, but one hesitation obviously is Dennis Grisell making his first road start. Um, gonna have to look at this game further. But I mean, Clemson's not going to college football playoff. Even if they run the table, two losses, a two loss team's never gotten into the college football playoff. I don't expect to happen this year. Although this year seems crazy already. Minnesota clearly hung. Hung over against Bowling Green, uh, they were a thirty-point favorite and lost the game. Yeah, they outgained Bowling Green by fifty yards, but they had three turnovers. It, it just—it's just a game you can't explain, in my opinion. Tanner Morgan, I mean, they're only letting him throw thirteen times. The running game was really, really good again. Tra- Trace and Potts had one hundred forty-one yards on twenty-seven carries. Um, Minnesota now has Purdue on the road. They're a two-and-a-half-point dog. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure what to do. I, I backed Minnesota big at Colorado the week before on the money line as a dog. They rewarded myself and my clients with a thirty to nothing win that was never in doubt. You know, I'll probably pass on this game, but uh you know, there there has to be some implied value on Minnesota moving forward because they lost to not only a group of five team, but a bad group of five team. Uh, just to put it in perspective, Bowling Green is a 17-point dog at Kent State this week. Uh, that's how bad this team is or expected to be. Um, so, speaking of Kent State, let me let me talk about that game since we just uh, mentioned them. Kent State loses against Maryland. They don't cover the spread. I gave out Kent State as plus 14.5 dog here. Um, this game was much closer. Uh, Kent State statistically was in this game. They had 458 yards of offense. They had four more first downs. Uh, The biggest issue here is their struggles in the red zone. Um, They had to settle for three field goals. They were just one for five on fourth down. Uh, So those are turnovers. And um, clearly a misleading final in my opinion. The referees also took several touchdowns off the board that were questionable to say the least. And uh, Kent State... Obviously, like I said, settled for three field goals. So I thought that game was very misleading. I still don't think Maryland is as good as they are. I don't like the fact that they're, uh, you know, a three-and-a-half-point home dog on a Friday night against Iowa this week. Uh, But uh, this is a game. I mean, Iowa's going to come at them with, you know, a different style of offense and defense that they really have not seen this year. I could only lean towards Iowa at this point. Uh I'm very curious to see what the – how many – um Right now, I see over 5,000 tickets, 61% of the tickets on Mar- on uh, Iowa, and f- the money is split 50-50. So it seems like uh, the people with a little bit more money are on Maryland here. That's not always the right side, but um, very interesting to say the least. And, um, you know, obviously because people don't think Iowa's the number five team in the country, and Maryland's going to get to host them to pull the upset i um, not sure what route I'm going in that game, but definitely something I'm going to be looking at in greater detail throughout the week. Boise State, Utah State. Uh, same old Boise State, right? They clobber Utah State, 27-3. Um, no, no, they're not the same Boise State team. A closer look, and this may have been one of the more misleading finals. Boise State was outgained in the game. They enjoyed a plus 2. Two turnover margin. Utah State was zero for two on fourth down. They did average five point six yards per carry in this game. So make sure you take a look at Boise State's run defense. Boise State has shown up in this misleading final report quite often, actually. Um, even remind when I backed them week one against Central Florida, they were outgained by three hundred yards and still covered the spread. So Boise State's getting it done somehow. Uh, he- heavy. Um, lean for my in my opinion they play Nevada this week um, and I'm I'm definitely leaning towards Nevada plus six and a half uh, for Utah State I think they actually played well in the game and they have a huge Friday night game against BYU as a nine point dog I really don't um, expect I mean is BYU better than Boise I think so uh, based on what I've seen so far but um, the spread is the same and Utah State, you know, obviously they played right with Boise, so maybe you would say that there is value there, especially since Utah State will be home on a Friday night. This is BYU's first chance at traveling. It's a a pretty decent rivalry game, so uh, I could only look towards Utah State, who has actually come down from the the nine and is at eight and a half point dog, despite eighty two percent of the tickets on BYU. Uh, so slightly in towards Utah State at this point. Another game I believe I touched on, specifically the travel spot last week for San Jose State being miserable, and then I didn't follow my own advice and back Western Michigan. Uh, San Jose, and it's probably because Western Michigan had that big upset against Pitt the week before, San Jose State managed just 119 yards, they lose 23-3 to to Western Michigan. You know, I really wish I played the under here, as that was another thing I talked about on the podcast, mainly due to the wind and the travel spot for San Jose State, who Faced a, you know, a 9 a.m. body clock kickoff here. And they just flew home from a late game at Hawaii, which was really Sunday morning. Uh, Now San Jose State goes back home, faces New Mexico State as a 28-point favorite. And their star quarterback, Nick Starkle, is questionable for the game. Really just not a great spot for them. Uh, Definitely lean New Mexico State this week because, I mean, even though they're going back home, I mean, think about their travel, Um, you know, out to Hawaii, Back home, back out to uh, Western Michigan. Now back home. I mean, that's those are that's that's a lot of travel in a short amount of time, and you know, I now they're without their possible star quarterback. Um, New Mexico State strongly in here this week. Kent State loses; they don't cover the spread. Um, sorry, that was on my list here, but we already we scrolled down and and uh, already talked about that game. We got four more games to talk about here. Florida State outgained Louisville, but still lost. This is m- misleading, right? Wrong. Louisville had a 31-7 to lead late in the second quarter and really just shut things down in the second half. They didn't score a single point in the second half. And um, so that game looks a lot closer than it, it really was. Florida State, actually a favorite this week at home, if you can believe it. I mean, I get they're hosting Syracuse. Syracuse, uh, we backed last week. They upset Liberty on Friday night. Uh, I lean towards Syracuse as a plus four and a half dog, uh, but really need to look at this game more because uh, Syracuse, very one-dimensional on offense. Um, and now going back down to Florida, starting to get cold up here in, in, in the Northeast. So, uh I'm going to have to look at that game before I can just say Syracuse plus four and a half. Louisville plus six and a half dog at Wake Forest. Ex- extremely intriguing to me. Uh, the way Louisville has played the past two weeks, they they have kind of flown under the radar. Meanwhile, Wake Forest now suddenly ranked. Uh, definitely lean towards Louisville there. Tulsa did not cover the spread against Arkansas State. They completely dominated them in the stat sheet, outgaining them six sixty-three to three fifty-nine. So they outgained them by three hundred and four yards in this game. I almost played Tulsa here, but I glad I'm I'm really glad I didn't. Arkansas State had a punt return touchdown and a ninety-three yard kickoff return touchdown, and they lost by seven points. Just very misleading when you give up two special team touchdowns. Tulsa hosts Houston on a short week here after Houston struggled with navy of all teams definitely lean Tulsa is a four and a half point favorite arkansas state a one and a half point dog at georgia southern who who just lost to a good lafayette team and outgained them by seventy yards lean georgia southern there new mexico loses this this one was really tough for me um and i stayed up for this one which you know i think it ended at one one a m local time uh, which is a great accomplishment for me with two kids So, because uh, you got to wake up that next morning at 6.30 a.m. Um, regardless. New Mexico loses 13-20 to to UTEP. First of all, this was my max play of the day. So to my clients, I apologize. Uh, there were obviously some things that I didn't know uh, that nobody knew right before kickoff, and I'll get to that here in a second. I'm obviously biased. This, this was very unfortunate um, how this played out. First of all, New Mexico finds out just before the game that they're without six of their top eight wide receivers, which is honestly very hard to overcome. You can deal with one or two wide receivers being out, even if they're starters, but when you have cluster injuries like that at one position, it really uh, handcuffs you and makes you play left-handed when you're righty. I they Somehow New Mexico still got out to a 13-3 halftime lead thanks to their defense and Terry Wilson at quarterback, but... Terry Wilson gets banged up in the second half. Their defense gave up a couple of explosive passing plays, and that was the difference. The explosive passing plays, it started to rain as well in the second half, which obviously limited uh, the offenses maybe a little bit here. Uh, you know, so it, overall, obviously I'm biased. Uh, it was a very hard loss um, for myself, and the first one where. I've actually seen COVID news break right before the game and impact the game in such a remarkable way. So uh, hopefully there's not more of that in the near future, but I fear that it is going to continue. Cal loses to Washington, but covered the spread by a half point. Cal actually had three turnovers in the game, outgained Washington by 121 yards in the game Maybe had something to do with being down twenty-one to seven, but you know I, re- I really love how Cal fought back uh, to bring them themselves to a 24-24 game late, and you know Cal is a sleepy team. Uh, they are in the role though this week that I like to fade them as they're a seven and a half point favorite against Washington State. I just don't know if I can do it this week here uh, backing Cal. Uh, Washington, meanwhile, will go face Oregon State and they're actually a a two-and-a-half-point dog because Oregon State team, they just got a massive upset at USC and were plus 104 yards against USC and forced four turnovers and really dominated that game from start to finish. So, you know, obviously Oregon State, they deserve to be a home favorite against Washington, a team that, I mean, they beat up on Arkansas State the last week, but they didn't play great against Cal, so... Um, I still kind of lean towards Washington. It's probably a low scoring game and uh, might be a game that maybe now that we have some data in the, in these games, you know, there's not as much variance in the power five. There might be a game you want to tease up to eight and a half. Uh, we'll see after I look through the games, if that's the route I take in that game. Uh, that wraps up today's podcast. Thanks for listening guys. And, uh, Stay tuned for my free picks at FreddieWills.com. We're, we're roughly 60% last 100 college, last 100 NFL. Uh, so head on over there. Uh, obviously my premium pick newsletter. And please uh, give some thumbs ups and likes on the YouTube video or on the podcast app. Leave some reviews if you enjoyed what you heard. Really do appreciate it. Helps me um, with my ratings and, and everything. So uh, definitely appreciate that. And appreciate you guys listening to the end here. Uh, Good luck in your bets this week. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little.